You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. And now, Reverend Elliot's Magical Window with Reverend Elliot. Live from magic-works.com. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash psychic radio. Or one of our websites, askoneradio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is Reverend Elliot's Magical Window on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Greetings, fellow seekers of truth, wisdom, and light. This is your friendly neighborhood esoteric practitioner, Reverend Elliot, coming to you live tonight from the uh, rather uh, frigid city of New York. Now, there there are no frigid cities. There are just clumsy men, right? That's the old saying. Now, it is, it's cold here again. I don't know why. It was like 70 degrees a few days ago. So now it's cold again. But, hey, we're coming into March we're getting into Lent now. We're getting Mardi Gras. Is that over now? Have enough people been shot? Is Mardi Gras officially over? I have no idea. I used to want to go to Mardi Gras, but, you know, for some reason, I, I don't do much traveling. I, I, I'm i a typical New Yorker. When I travel, no matter where I go, all I run into are New Yorkers. So I just gave up on it. I mean, the, the idea, I, I used to hang around in a bar here on 57th Street. And uh, I, I went to a bar in uh, L.A. and I saw the same people. I literally saw the same people, the same exact people. And uh, the bar on 57th Street was called Kennedy's. And they, they, they all looked and said, oh, welcome to Kennedy's West. <laughs> it was the damnedest thing. I mean, I can't. There's no I, I went to Atlantic City one time. I was a writer on a show uh, playing at the Trump Plaza. And uh, and I said to that guy, I said, Mr. Trump, you're going places. That uh, the whole idea that I had, well, I spoke to him through my lawyers, but that's a whole other story. And what did I see in Atlantic City on the boardwalk? People from New York, you know, people I knew from New York. And they, uh, I'm, I'm so tired to me of uh, when I, when I, the times I've traveled, I associate it with one expression What are you doing here? That's, you know. That's it. It's, it. it's like not going anywhere. What is the point of traveling if I see the same people wherever I go? I think it's some kind of conspiracy. I don't know. But we are here, we are here to discuss the deeper spiritual things in life, the uh, the mystical things, the the things that the tarot can show us. Now, there are limitations. In the, in the, for instance, there are things that the tarot cannot show. And that would be, for instance, the most profound mystery of all. And uh, when I uh, shuffle off this mortal coil, and I have a chance to interrogate the Almighty, who theoretically knows who I am, but you never know. <laughs> the, uh, you didn't used to be bald. That's what I'm expecting the Almighty to say when he or it looks at me. But I do have a few questions about life on Earth. I just, I, there are a few mysteries that I've never been able to work through. Profound spiritual things like, why can I eat a half pound of chocolate and gain 12 pounds? How does that work? Doesn't physics call that impossible? And yet there it is. Half pound of chocolate. Next thing you know, the buttons are busting on my shirt. No, no. And then I have to spend a whole bunch of weeks eating watercress. <laughs> How did that happen? I know it's just as natural to lose weight as it is to gain weight, but I assure you one is more pleasurable than the other. The results are better with the unpleasurable one, but uh, it's not as much fun. And as I get older, I find that I can do fewer and fewer uh, uh, things that were fun in my youth. For instance, uh, I've abandoned cigarettes. I did that long ago, <laughs> man, I used to, I, I, I abandoned cigarettes uh, partly because of uh, something I, a doctor told me. I used to smoke a couple of packs of non-filtered cigarettes a day. Uh, I, my voice was very high before that, <laughs> uh, and and he he looked he, he he was examining my chest X-rays and he says, well, from what I see here, you better give up smoking now. And I, of course, the blood drained from my face. And I said, what do you see, doc? And he said, nothing. That's why you should stop now. <laughs> You've dodged a bullet. 
And so there it goes. You know, that's, that was the way it used to be. I had the legendary uh, uh, privilege of, uh, of holding the record among New York City comedy clubs for drinking the most martinis in a single night. Well, you know, just looking at one now is going to wipe me out for a few days. Yeah, this getting old thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. But like they say, it beats the alternative. One of the things I've been meaning to talk about and I haven't gotten around to, and it plays a very important part in the uh, thing we're going to do tonight, which is look through tarot cards to see what's going on in our lives, is the word trust. Obviously, there are people who trust me because they will call me, they'll pay me at times to look at the future, to look at their, not even the future, but the present. That's the other thing that, see, we're so accustomed to looking uh, at tarot cards in, to see the future, but we can use them to see what's going on in our lives now, sort of like uh, an espionage thing. You know, you, if you suspect trouble at work being made by somebody, we can look at that person and see what that person is doing. If you uh, uh, want to know what's going on with someone in your life that you don't particularly trust 100%, and let me tell you, a lot of times people are pleasantly surprised by what the cards show. You can do that too. But trust is the important thing. And I've been spending a lot of time thinking about that because I think it's safe to say, especially over the past couple of years, where the uh, stories have gone back and forth and back and forth, that uh, a trust, the, the trust of the people in certain governmental institutions is at an all-time low. I mean, when you're when the general public's response to a warning concerning a deadly disease is to laugh, then you know that there's a communications and a trust issue. We just saw, and uh, we again, I like I said, I, I I don't hold anything against people for what they did at the beginning of this outbreak of disease because it was a novel disease. It was called novel coronavirus, meaning nobody ever had the virus before. So chances are they didn't know how to handle it particularly well, but they, you know, it, it simmered down. But there are some people who won't let go, especially the fear. This is a topic I get into a lot, it's fear. But the opposite of fear, it may be opposite, or let's say shackled to it is trust. Um, for the, the, the studies have, are coming in again saying what, what, uh, what the New England Journal of Medicine said in February of 2020, that these cloth face masks don't do anything to prevent the disease. They just don't. Uh, but you see, it's taken on the aspect of religion now, and, and that is a sacrament. And there are people who will not let go. And fine, you want to wear a mask, go for it. Uh, but if somebody came out and told you that they do work and they do prevent illness, would you trust that? Would you believe it? Because that's what we were told. We were told for years. They don't work. They do work. They don't work. Two work. Three work. They don't work. You know, well, the results are in. They didn't do anything. They didn't, they didn't stop anything. And, of course, that was from the beginning. <laughs> that's what they knew. So why it was done, nobody knows. But it was a sort of a mania, and it took hold. And, uh, I mean, I, I, to me, the most bizarre thing about it was, was I mean, I, I remember a magazine that had a headline, the, uh, the anti-vaxxers have a new conspiracy theory called natural immunity. Well, folks, you know, natural immunity is, uh, <laughs> that's how our bodies work. You know, it's normal. In fact, when you lose your acquired immunity, you're in big trouble. That led to one of the funniest things, well, to other people. I didn't find it amusing. <laughs> but this is, talk about aging, right? So I go to a doctor about a year and a half ago, and I'm asked uh, a, a certain question about, which I'm not going to ask the question now, nor am I going to answer it. But uh, I said to the doctor, you know, I had measles in 1964, and measles is the most contagious virus we've got going on the planet. And I've never caught it again since then because I trust my immune system. And she looked at me and said, you actually had measles? You know, <laughs> as if I'd said I had you know, wooden teeth or something. You know, it was just, are you, you actually were treated with leeches? I just, I felt so, I felt so old at that point. You actually had, I realized this doctor had never encountered a person who had had measles. Well, there you go. So 
there's that's a matter of trust. We had, for instance, we had the uh, the head of the Centers for Disease Control issued an apology, saying that she had done things very wrong. But of course, that didn't include a resignation. So, do you trust her? And I wanted to, and I I've been I've been thinking about this for the last couple of years, because that's the kind of compulsiveness I've got, which is I like to run things down to the root, and I think I found the moment at which the population not only lost trust in the government, but lost trust in, in news media. Remember, we used to trust the news in this country. Hey, look, it was in the Times, man. That's what people would say. The equivalent today is, well, you could Google it, which is the kind of thing that makes me just want to slap somebody. You could Google it. You could Google it. That just means I've lost the argument. The uh, And the argument is always an interesting thing because I never can tell the difference. I, I think I'm in a conversation and it turns out I'm in an argument. You know, the, one of those, we've all had those. And when it ends with, well, you can Google it, that should be the ending because then you just turn and walk away. You've been there, done that, goodbye. But we had faith. I mean, we, I mean, I knew people who had such faith in the news that they figured that if it was in the news and in newspapers, it had to be true because it was illegal to print stuff that wasn't true. I mean, I, I know many people who, who believe that. And to this day, they believe, for instance, that you, you can only print truth in a newspaper. Well, of course, the Supreme Court has upheld lying as a protected form of speech. This goes back to a case that involved the critic Rex Reed and um, Joan Hackett, the actress who is in uh, Support Your Local Sheriff. Uh, she, she was a cabaret singer also here in New York. And and Rex Reed wrote a devastating review of her, and he criticized her choice of sequence of songs. And she had absolute proof, and she and she sued him, and had absolute proof that she brought into court that he lied, that the sequence of songs that he criticized her for was not what she had used. And the judge said it didn't matter. It was, uh, it was creative license. Well, that's a fascinating one, because that means you can lie in a newspaper. But even that, that was after what I have in mind. And that is a little something, 27 books that the government put out in 1964 called the Warren Commission Report. And I date it to that because almost immediately upon issuing the Warren Commission Report, there was a PR blitz to get you to believe everything that was in it unquestioningly. Uh, a paperback book was put out, and at the beginning of the paperback book, the New York Times told you what to think about it. The day, the Sunday, the day that the report was made public, NBC News and CBS News came out with full TV documentaries explaining it, which is impossible. How did they know what was in it that far in advance that they could create a show and do all of that? Well, people started looking askance at that, and then people started buying all 27 volumes of the report and noticed certain things that were bizarre, like uh, the sequence of photographs of the president being assassinated, which is what the Warren Commission was investigating. They were run out of sequence to prove a point, uh, which, you know, it's a little too gruesome to go into now. But they then said, oh, that was just an unavoidable typographical publishing printing mistake. And then they found out that there were people, eyewitnesses on the ground, who said things differently than uh, were quoted in uh, uh, the other people in the books. And a, a lawyer by the name of Mark Lane wrote a book called Rush to Judgment. And that opened the floodgates. And and from there on in, I mean, you know, we, got, we had the movie JFK. We had the movie Executive Action. We had, I can't even count the books. Uh, uh, showing the mistakes in, in, in that report. And then there's the magic single bullet theory. And I'm not going into the this or that. I don't really, I'm not arguing who did it. You know what I mean? Because that's not as important to me as the fact that people started to rip it to shreds and found real problems with this. And now being contrarian about news events is actually 
uh, uh, an industry. You know, uh, I, I used to. Have, I have a book around here somewhere from a printing, a publishing company that was put out of business by the government, believe it or not, because they wrote books about you know how to make silencers for guns and how to make a switchblade and you know, things that people frowned upon. And one of the books they had was how to spot a scam so that you don't get scammed, which is a noble uh, thing until you read the book and realize that it's a handbook on how to run a scam. And one of the most profitable scams that they had in the book was to find a prominent event in history, in recent history, and come up with an alternate theory for it and push it like hell. And that's become the whole thing. That's why nobody is nobody nobody trusts media now. And we've been lied to so deliberately and so often, how can we trust them? I mean, do you would you trust somebody who's constantly lying to you? Now that see that that links to fear which uh, the two big things here, because I maintain, and nobody's ever been able to convince me otherwise, although I'm certainly welcome the discussion. We only lie to people we're afraid of. That's a flat out statement. And I say it covers every lie there is. Well, suppose the person says, uh, well, does this dress make me look fat? You know, what are you going to say? You're going to lie. You said, yeah, of course you're going to lie. You're going to be polite and you're going to call it a lie. But at the heart, you're afraid of what's going to happen if you tell the truth. Yeah, boy, you look like a porker there. You know, you don't have to be that blunt. But we do, uh, and I, I'm speaking as I'm speaking as a person who, as I told you, can eat a half a pound of chocolate and gain 12 pounds. So I'm very weight conscious myself. But you know, the the thing is that if you're lying to spare somebody's feelings, then you're afraid of what's going to happen if you upset that person's feelings. And I just believe in honesty. I believe in truth. Uh, I would rather not, I would rather uh, demur uh, uh, than, uh, than lie. I just, I, I'm not into lying. Well, of course, how do you know I'm telling the truth about that? <laughs> there you go, see? Because trust is at an all-time low. And I'm telling you, I, I put this all back to those books. You, I wrote an article about this at mojoacademy.org. You see, that's one of the things. It's really, really been on my mind. Shuffling up the tarot cards here. I haven't forgotten why we're here. We're here to read the tarot cards. Uh, you go to mojoacademy.org and uh, look for the bottom, the link at the top of the page, which is at the bottom of the section of links, which is called the Warren Commission Report. You take a look at that and you'll see what I mean. I'm not arguing who did it. I'm not saying this or that is right or wrong. I'm not going to direct you to see anything by Oliver Stone. <laughs> but I'm just telling you that I think that was a seminal moment in American history when the American people learned that the government will lie to you and lie to your face and then deny that they're lying to you because there, there, is, there is patent nonsense in, in that report. Um, in fact, the whole thing has reached an apotheosis of uh, ridiculousness when, uh, because a lot of it, uh, a lot of it is based on the Zapruder film, uh, which recorded the assassination, uh, which I didn't include in the website uh, because it's too gruesome. But you you all know where to see it if you want to, I suppose. But um, it, it 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 Dan Rather, the CBS guy, you'll read about him if you go to MojoAcademy.org and look at the Warren Commission thing. He did something unforgivable, and he still hasn't accounted for why he did it. Uh, but he described there was a time when he was the only journalist who had seen the Zapruder film and he lied about what he saw. Or he was dreadfully bad reporter. Uh, when we all got to see that film, when it was leaked to ABC TV and it was run on a late night show by Geraldo Rivera, then uh, people saw exactly what happened. And immediately Congress convened hearings because that threw it all into doubt. And that's all I'm concerned about is the doubt, the mistrust. You can't get that back from people. You know, if I were to read the cards and, and lie to people and they knew I lied to them and then I said to them, well, I did it for your own good. That's it. Like that. I'm gone. I'm finished. I'm washed up. Nobody would trust me. And I wouldn't even dare to ask for trust under situations like that. Honesty as they say, is the best policy. And I and I don't believe th that this, I mean, we're dealing with a real problem of cynicism now because people lie, people expect to be lied to by media 
like certain people who pretend to be doctors when they've been bureaucrats for 50 years. And they get and, and they admit, I mean, this guy lied. Uh, this is the person we're talking about who said, oh, there's no reason to get a mask. Masks during an outbreak don't work. And then he said, well, I only said that so that people wouldn't go out and buy masks, which is a noble way of saying I lied to you and I lied for a good cause. You don't do that anymore. You can't trust a person who lies to you like that and then lies again and again and again. But people are used to it. And I think that all stems back to the this, this September of, uh, uh, of uh, 1964 when the 27 volumes of the Warren Report were issued and uh, we were lied to. The, the public was very definitely lied to. The facts were stretched to fit a narrative. Facts were deleted. If you see the movie, it's on YouTube, Rush to Judgment. And again, I'm not saying uh, one way or the other about who did it. You can see people telling their story. You can even see a film clip, I don't know if it's in that movie, of Abraham Zepruder, who accurately and 100% completely accurately describes the movie that he shot. And it's done about an hour after he did it, not even an hour. He was yanked into a TV studio. He went to a TV studio to see if they could process the film. He didn't know that Kodachrome can only be processed at that time by Kodak. Uh, but they sat him down and interviewed him, and that was uh, the WFAA interview, and he told exactly what happened. And in 1970s, when the film was shown to people, they saw that he was completely right. But we were told something different by the government for our own protection. Why? Do you like being treated like a baby and lied to? That's the problem. So it's about trust. And I find it uh, almost very gratifying that people trust me because I know the price of trust. I know that you're, you're putting it all on the line when you trust a person. And you have a lot of guts, those of you who call in to programs here on Ask One Radio, because you're, you're talking about your, your personal life in front of loads and loads of people. And you trust us all. You trust the listeners and you trust the uh, show hosts. And nobody hurts you. We, we have your best interest at, at heart, and we try to be uh, uh, completely helpful is, is the main thing. And, and, and I know that everybody here is as, 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 well, the whole thing is don't harm anyone. Don't hurt anyone. I've, so, I've seen too many people who use the cards to hurt people, and it's awful what you can do to people. And that kind of karma is not something that you want to you wanna have waiting for you in the wings, folks. So this is a long way of saying, uh, since I've been dealing with this issue of trust, and I wrote that thing, I wrote that webpage at mojoacademy.org. <laughs> I really appreciate the trust that you've put in me for the last 10, 11 years. And the trust that you're going to demonstrate today when you put your life in my hands and ask me to look at things. And the people who contact me off the air and get private readings and, and repeat readings because you do trust me. And I've never come out and just said how I value that and honor that. And, and I'm sure that I'm speaking for everybody who does a show here on Ask One Radio that we, we all absolutely honor and appreciate and are humbled by the trust that you put in us every time you call, every time you listen, because you're a very important part of what we do here. And uh, my hat's off to you. So, look, let's just shuffle up the cards again. Well, they're pretty well shuffled now. But let's get into the readings now that I've, uh, I've unburdened that. But I think it's an important issue, this whole thing about trust, because it's a two-way street. You know, we trust that you're going to be straight with us, and you definitely trust that we're going to be straight with you. And there's no tricks. We don't do anything uh, melodramatic. We just tell you what we see. So let's ring a bell three times now to declare sacred space, and then we'll pull the curtain back on the magical window. For April in Pleasant View City, Utah. Hi, April. You're on with Reverend Elliot. Hi. Hi. How are you tonight, April? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing much, uh, doing much better than I thought I would because I found the secret of life, which is take a nap in the afternoon. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that would that's, be nice. I know. There's been times in my life when I couldn't do it. There's been times in my life where I was working two, three jobs, and it was so hectic that a guy stopped me in the middle of the street at noon in, in New York here and wanted to know if I had the correct time. And I said, yeah. I looked at my watch, and I said, midnight. <laughs> you know, when I saw that it was midnight. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah, we've all been through those busy phases. What can I look at for you tonight, April? I'm just kind of looking at what's out there in the world for me. I've had a lot of hardship and heartache lately, and I just kind of wanted well, to see what would come through for me. Well, there's there's good news here. Let me put it that way. There is good news here. Um, the, the good news comes in, in several packages here. It's emotional, it's financial, and it involves work. Have you been looking for new work? I actually have a new job that I just started a couple months ago. Okay, well, that's the card that I've got here. It's the Ace of Rods. That's about new work, new career. Um, and... Mm-hmm. And then I have the eight of coins, which is about a person who has a new job and is working diligently at it and will be rewarded. Uh, because that's also here is the six of coins, which is about getting money. So it's it, it's more lucrative than what you were doing before or will be, yeah. according to this. It is, now, yeah. Now, the, those are three cards that relate to work and money. Two of them are coins and one is rod. That's why I asked you about a new job. These next three cards are all about your emotional well-being, and they're mm-hmm. pretty good. The the Ace of uh, of Cups here tells me that you're at the beginning of a new phase of of opening up good things happening to you emotionally, in terms of happiness and joy, well-being, romance, things like that, uh, because you're doing something about it. The Eight of Cups is here, and that is also that's a cup card, so it's dealing with the heart. Uh, the Eight of Cups is about a person who is moving away from things in her life that are not working and moving towards things that are working. And th- that that is a very positive action, and that's why all new things good are coming your way. The Four of Cups is here, which tells me that you're going to be getting something, uh, uh, an offer. It could be a friendship. It could be a romance. It could be a, a romantic involvement that you're already in, reaching a new level. Uh, there's the, it, the thing is that it's going to come and it's going to take you a bit by surprise, but it's there and it's happening. And you just don't see it yet. So money, work, and emotional well-being are all working in your favor. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry that we had a little technical glitch there, but uh, we're going to blame the phone company on that one. Can you do that still? There is no such thing as the phone company anymore, right? Jeez, that shows you how old I am. Like when, uh, when 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 the president said you should keep a record player on at night, that made sense to me. <laughs> That's a, and to, to me, the record player I have here, I have to use a crank to wind it up to get it playing. So there you go. I'm more old-fashioned than that. We'll shuffle up the cards now. Michelle in Benton, Wisconsin, is next. Hi, you're on with Reverend Elliot. Hello. Hi, Michelle. How are you tonight? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. What can I look at for you? I am open to anything, actually. Well, let's see. I am now going to just put my hand on the cards and cut them and see what I get. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I have two cards here, and it's kind of interesting. I don't. I hesitate to ask this question because it leads into the kind of thing that people who use tarot as a scheme (laughs) will do, but... This is uh, the Seven of Swords is about somebody who's kind of like sneaking around behind the scenes and is causing some trouble in your life. Do you get the feeling that that's going on? Um, No, not really. Okay, so let's just say that it it may be like a warning that there's somebody out there who doesn't have your best interest at heart. But I don't think it's going to matter because that's followed by the star, which is a card of hope and optimism. And there's a card, the justice card, which means that you you will get justice if somebody tries to do wrong to you. Um, Just that there's somebody out there who you might want to be a little leery of. I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're creating a problem for you now. I just see that there's a, there's somebody who's a potential troublemaker out there, but it's not going to work. I've got the <laughs> ten of cups here, which well, is great deal. happiness. Yeah, it's not it's not even it's not going to work at all. Um, you'll be fine. In fact, you you're strong enough to handle it. I have the strength card here. Um, aside from that, everything is happy. There's justice here, well, which gen- generally <laughs> means that you're, there's something that you deserve that you're going to be getting, and it's not like you're going to get what's coming to you in, in a bad sense. It's a good one, because uh, the, the Ten of Cups is here. The cards following that are good. 
that's complete happiness, the Ten of Cups and joy. Um, no, I, I, I'm getting lots of happy stuff here for you. The Empress here is a person who creates things and makes things happen. Uh, you're, you're looking fine. You know, if there's anything specific I'm, you want I'm to look ready at. for a change. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll make it happen. Let's see what I have here. Oh, deal. <laughs> let's Thank see you. What we, let's I see hope. what we... Well, let's see what we get in terms of change coming. Okay. Well, now you see, this is interesting. I got that card again, the Five of Swords, which is a card about somebody who's going to try to make some trouble in your life. But like I said, don't worry about it. Okay. The fact that it came up twice is interesting. It's just like it's saying, don't <laughs> blow me off. But uh, trust the cards here. They're saying that you're going to be fine. You really, it, it, there's the, yeah, there's the, you're getting the same cards again, and you heard me shuffle them. That's very funny. The stars I here, that's, that's hope and optimism and, uh, and, and, and good things coming. Uh, no, it, it, I see nothing but good stuff coming your way. Here's the, uh, the, four of rod, the four of rods, happiness and home. Uh, there's cards that indicate that here's the, the, uh, the tower struck by lightning, and that's a card of change. Um, there's good money cards here. You got a very dull, happy future here that I see. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing bad at all. Um, you well, know something? I... This is why it's interesting that that there's some there's somebody you're gonna you're going to do very well. Okay, in terms of uh, things you want in life, the, the, you, there's a period of change coming, and it's going to be very good for you. That's what I'm seeing here. You're going to be putting bad stuff that you don't like behind you. And you're and you're going to move forward and get things done. Now that to me explains that five of swords card because when we start improving ourselves and when we start getting things that other people don't have, somebody's going to be dissatisfied and unhappy about it. But uh, I, because I found that the surest way to lose friends is to improve yourself and change. You know, they, 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 you're so different now. What happened to you? You're not so much fun anymore, you know, but you'll get new friends. But you know, you're going to be fine. I got uh, the four of rods, happy home again. Uh, the, 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 there's that card again, the five of swords. That's three times. So it's it's not <laughs> like I said. It's nothing to be worried about. I want you to be very. Just I want you. Keep my eye open. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a bit of a warning that as you start changing uh, for the better and getting things that you want, somebody that around you is going to start being envious and uh, uh, unsatisfied and dissatisfied, and that's their problem. That's not your problem. Okay, and it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, that person I isn't going to hurt you. I'm looking. Let me look at that person. Okay. Okay. See, this is this is interesting. I'm looking. That the, the cards for you are good. The nine of cups. That's a card of uh, being very satisfied in life. Really satisfied in life. Uh, the the sun, which is a card of health and healing and growth and happiness. And when I look at that person. I have the five of coins, which is a card about uh, loss and being unhappy. I have the ten of rods, which is about a person who feels overburdened and overworked. I have the devil card, which is about a person who is very controlling and very... And there's the card again. There's the five of swords again. Uh, you know, and, and so you, you, you know what it is? You're looking at a classic grouch. <laughs> That's all. So when... <laughs> That's all? When this person shows up, it isn't going to hurt you at all because you're going to be happy. You look at the Ten of Cups sometimes. I mean, the, the Nine and Ten of Cups, the Nine of Cups. That shows a very happy, well-fed, contented, smiling person. In fact, the only warning that comes, this is interesting in light of this other card that I've got. The, the only warning that comes with the Nine of Cups is that some people may be envious of what you have. And let me tell you, that's this other person. And it's it's... It's that person's problem, not yours. They're not going to hurt you at all. They're just, they're going to be too busy feeling sorry for themselves for not having what you've got. When they could just as easily get what you, you know, it's within anybody's power. I'll tell you a story about that because it happened, it has happened several times to me. But I, my wife and I had a friend who was a theater major at a very impressive college. And theater was his life. And I wasn't a theater major, and theater wasn't my life. And some people who were familiar with me 
thought that I would be the perfect person to write a play that they were producing. And I said, okay, fine. And we signed the contracts and got the job. And my wife mentioned it to this friend casually. And he was upset. He was furious. Well, you don't have any training in writing a play. And I said, well, I don't care. They're the professionals. <laughs> They're the ones who think that I can do it. So who am I to say no? And it paid me very well, you know, but, uh, uh, but you know something we have this, this was back in the nineties. We haven't spoken or heard from him since then. And that's oh, the wow. kind of person, that's what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about. Hey, we uh, don't need them people anyhow. We don't need them yeah, right. people. <laughs> let, let, let them take themselves out of our life because let's, right. you know, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> let's forget that because that's what we're talking about, which is you're going to be doing very well and it's going to be through your work. And, that, and nobody has a right to appropriate that for themselves because it's not your responsibility to make them happy. And, and, and when you come down to it, you can't do that. That's one of the biggest mistakes I think people make anyway, which is to get into a relationship because they want to make somebody happy. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's you, you, you're happier you're not. And the key is, can you be miserable together, if you know what I mean, you know? <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't have to, I, I don't want to dwell on me here, but my wife and I have had the last few years have been pretty horrible, but we're fine. You know, I mean, she had an accident that's pretty uh, much. You're going to have good with bad. Right. <laughs> we, said, we said for better or worse, right? She had an accident that's pretty right. much crippled her. Uh, I'm, I've, I've lost a sight in one eye and I'm not doing well in the other eye. You know, th these are things. But, you know, we're together and we, we help each other and we, we do what we can for each other. And uh, we're, we see the doctors when we need Growing to. Growing all and, together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, but you see this whole thing about uh, the happiness, you're going to have it and it's going to bother somebody. There's one person who it's going to bother and you're right. That person is going to self-censor and take, take him or herself out of your life. And you don't need that person anyway. I agree. How about, uh, my love life? Um, what is uh, that to be? <laughs> Let's see. Have you recently had a relationship that didn't work? Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. Because I've got a card here that <laughs> I've got two cards here that are, are very sad and, and they tend to be about relationships. The three of swords shows a heart pierced uh, by swords and the nine of swords shows an unhappy person. But, you know, the next thing here I've got is the ten of cups, which is great happiness. And justice, the justice card again. You know, so you're going to be fine. Something new is coming your way. I've got the ace of rods here. That's going to be new. I've got the page of cups. So there is going to be some romance coming your way. The page of cups especially says that. And that's not theoretical. The page of cups, the ace of cups would be more theoretical. The page of cups means it's here. So you're going to meet somebody and, and, and it'll, be, uh, it'll be good. Okay? Oh, good. <laughs> okay, thank you. You got a bright future here, and I'm sorry that this other person won't be uh, willing or able to share it with you, but that's their loss, right? <laughs> that's their loss, not right. yours. So, yeah, I don't want them kind of people in here. <laughs> you got it. I've had enough of that. <laughs> yep. You sh I, from what I see, yes, because th there was a period of sadness here, but it's over, and there's good stuff coming. So. Enjoy it. I'm because it's it, it's going to be very good. Oh, you don't need to try. You're going to be doing just fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for calling. Bye bye now. And uh, you're listening to Reverend Elliot's Magical Window. This is me, Reverend Elliot, and the Magical Window is the Tarot Cards. Where is the Tarot Cards or are the Tarot Cards? I'm mixing things here. The Magical Window is the Tarot Cards. That kind of makes sense. The Magical Window are the Tarot. No, the Magical Window be the Tarot Cards. No, that doesn't. I'll just change the name of the darn show. What can I tell you? <laughs> the, you're listening to Reverend Elliot's Magical Window, the pompously named, meaningless uh, named program, where we look through the magical window of the tarot so that we can see around the corner of life and see what's coming at us, to see what's happening, to see what, uh, what, what, what what's the word I'm looking for.
Uh, to see what life holds for us. You see, this was a perfect example about uh, not just looking at the future, but looking at the people around us this past call. It's sad. There is somebody there. That card came up three times in that reading. There is somebody in that person's life who is going to be a real sourpuss. And, and that's fine. You can't control that. There's nothing you can do. I suppose at certain points in life, I was the sourpuss. You know, I'm not going to cast the first stone, as they say. Um, I'm sure there are loads of people who could tell you terrible stories about being involved with me. Uh, as, uh, but, hey, you know, don't believe a word of them. Remember what I said about trust? You, know, you can trust me, baby. <laughs> How many times would you, uh, would you really, does anybody really trust somebody who says you can trust me? Does anyone really do that? Is it, is 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 that a thing? Do, do people still say "trust me" on this? Or, I mean, outside of politicians, do politicians even say "trust me"? Because you know they don't mean what they're saying. I mean, we've become so inured to that. Just trust me. You know, if uh, if if some politician kept his or her word, I think we'd all just collapse or we'd declare a national holiday. I agree with something Christopher Hitchens once said. It was very profound. He doesn't like, he doesn't trust. In fact, he did use the word trust. He doesn't trust people who run for office out of personal therapeutic reasons. For instance, there's somebody who uh, recently ran for office because uh, he said that if he could get this job, it would erase childhood trauma. Now, that's not very good reason to run for office. And it won't even be effective because whatever you consider childhood trauma when you're over 60 years old, if you still got it, you ain't going to get rid of it by being elected to office. Um, there are people who just feel, I'm, I, I, I promised my mommy I'd run for, I'd be president, you know, and, and I'm not letting my mommy down. That, that kind of stuff is pretty weird to hear from people in their 70s. You know what's even stranger to me is when I hear people in, in, in their 70s say, you know what we need is the adult in the room. We need an adult in the room. What kind of talk is that? Are you 12? Do you really, you be, you be the adult in your own life. It's fun. I, I deal with people now and then who tell me what they really hate about life is not being a child anymore. And I said, what is it about being a child that appealed to you that you can't do now? on steroids, you know, it's, you can, you can, you have so much freedom now as a child, you know, you had these people who were nine feet tall, it looked like people towering over you saying, you can't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. This is wrong. Stop that. Sit up straight. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I was so eager to be an adult that when I was a little kid, I used to put talcum powder in my hair to make sure it was gray. See what I look like with gray hair. I have not regretted a moment of adultness. I've never said I want to go back to being a child because all the fun I had as a kid, I can still have. And there are other pleasures too. <laughs> Sandra in Spring, Texas is next. Hi, you're on with Reverend Elliot. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you tonight? I am great. I am great. Beautiful. I was calling to see um what you know, what what does my life look like maybe the next six months from career choice, finances, relationships, all that good stuff. Okay, well let's see what we got. Uh put a few cards out here. Um, well, there. This is this is coming up a lot with people. I've got several cards here that are aces, and aces are beginnings, and that's good. That's new. That's nice stuff. There's the two of coins is here. That doesn't indicate money troubles, but it indicates a person who knows how to handle money and can juggle money and can. You're good with making money work and stretching a dollar, and you can. You know, you're 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 conscious of where your money goes. Uh, the next card is the Ace of Coins, which tells me that there's going to be more money coming your way. There's also the Ace of Cups, which tells me there's happiness coming your way. Well, one maybe usually brings the other. The Sun is here. That's a card of health and growth and happiness and joy. And the Seven of Rods is here, which is a person who can make difficulties just go away. You can, you can wipe away whatever difficulties get in your way. And the Ten of Cups is here. That's 
a great card of happiness and joy. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing good things coming your way. This looks like a very good period. Uh, new, new things are going to happen in terms of your uh, emotional life and your financial life. And the new things that happen will be good. See, that's the thing I learned long ago when doing readings. And you learn this pretty darn fast, is when you tell people there's change coming, you better be able to quickly tell them whether it's good change or bad change. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, when you tell most people that change is coming, they say, great, is it good? Then they then it dawns on them. But you, So I always look at the cards first. And yes, there's good stuff coming your way in terms of money. There's good stuff coming your way in terms of uh, emotional uh, well-being and happiness and joy. And uh, any difficulties are going to be minor. You'll be able to sweep them away. I just see the message in this reading overall is happiness and joy. And that's what I see for the next oh. few months coming. So that's good. Huh? Oh, wow. That sounds great to me. That sounds great. That sounds uh, great. And I was listening to you earlier, and you were talking about how uh, you went to the doctor and you were smoking your cigarettes, and it was you did non-filter. My dad smoked non-filter, so I'm sure he felt your pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I did it out of a silly thing. I worked for a, a marketing company, and I had made a mistake in one of the accounts, and I knew I was going to get chewed out at the next business meeting that we had at the office. And everybody mm -hmm. in those days was smoking low-tar uh, cigarettes, like, you know, Carlton and and and, and the, the, I don't remember the other names, but they were low-tar cigarettes, and they were just, you know, like cigarettes that were mild. And I got a pack of unfiltered Lucky Strikes, and I figured oh, I'm going to I'm going to smoke these at the meeting just to intimidate them, and I did, and uh, it, it, it it startled them, and it started a love affair which cost me my breath for a while, but uh, I I enjoyed it, but I got over I know I had to quit. Getting older is you know getting older is not for kids, you know that's for sure. Well, you're head, you're heading for a great period of time, so I I want to see if I can get another call in. But uh, you, 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 I'm looking at one more card here for you, and uh, I, I see it's going to be oh, Ace of Rods. So you have the Ace of Coins, Ace of Cups, and now Ace of Rods. New things are coming to you in terms of work, in terms of romance and emotions, and in terms of money. You're you're going to enter a new period of good things coming in your life. Okay? Oh, all right. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for calling. It's been great talking to you. Bye-bye now. And uh, let's see if we can squeeze in Lindy in uh, Melbourne. Uh, hi, Lindy, you're on with Reverend Elliot. Oh, hi. How are you going? I'm doing well. How are you tonight? Very well. Very well. well afternoon just, over here. Yeah, I know. It's afternoon where you are. It's still, it's, it's, it's late. It's early. It's, it's late Wednesday night here, coming up to midnight. So what can I look at for you? Uh, Lindy, did we lose you? Uh-oh. Lindy. Let's see, I'll just shuffle up the cards so we'll be ready when the when the machinery brings Lindy back. Uh, this time travel, right? I'm, I'm, I'm actually here just before midnight speaking to somebody in tomorrow afternoon. So that's time travel, right? Uh, uh, to, 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 to remember, like I said, uh, you can check out... Uh, if you don't get, well, obviously the show is winding down. So if you didn't get a chance to get through tonight, you can uh, drop me an email at asktarot at earthlink.net, and I'll be happy to pull a few cards for you on the house. Uh, and uh, let's go to Lindy now. Uh, Lindy, you're back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, yeah, well, I'm back, sorry. So anyway, what can I look at for you now? Well, I have just put my house on the market. So I'm wondering if you could tell me whether. I should take the first offer I get or whether I should, you know, maybe hold out a bit. Well, that's not the kind of thing that I particularly That's not you like. do? That, that's not the kind of thing okay. I, partic I particularly like to do with cards. I'll tell you why. Because this is such a serious situation that um, I, I can't go that deep in it here. I can just All tell right, you well, this. You, you, you just Let give me, me a card and, and we'll go with that. Well, I'll tell you this, though, the cards I have here show that you're going to be very successful at selling the house. Okay, oh, so right. that may that that may be an answer. You see, what I 
I can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do in terms of offers and the people who are going to be contacting you, but I can tell you that I have the Ace of Rods, which is about business and career, and the World, which is success, and the Six of Rods, which is success. And I'm telling you, these are very successful and happy cards. So it looks to me that whatever decision you do, you're going to do, you make rather, you're going to do very well with this sale. Oh, that's good enough. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so, that's great. Great. So these are very positive cards. So listen to, uh, you know, listen to your own instincts and, um, you know, check yeah. with the, the professionals and see what you get. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks for calling. And the move. Do you get uh, anything move. about the move? About the move? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you said the moon at first. Let's see. Well, I do uh -huh. see change coming for you. Um, yep. and it's, I see changes. I have the eight of rods, so that means it's going to happen fairly fast. Uh, the 10 of cups, that's great happiness. Um, the ace oh. of coins means you'll have money. Yeah, it looks like you, yeah, it looks very good. The change is coming. It's going to come soon and you're going to do it with happiness and with money. So there you go. It's oh. everything you want. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I've got to run. I'm up against the clock now. <laughs> All Gotta right. Go. Thanks for that. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye now. Well, we've come to the end of another edition of Reverend Elliot's Magical Window, the, uh, the radio show that uh, hold, we're the holdout, right? I know, I know. I'm going to go to video, but I'm a little bit leery of all that. I have so much fun doing this with you the way we are, you know, that uh, uh, I suppose the way if I can rig this up the way I want to, we'll be uh, doing it the same anyway. I just, uh, I, I, it, it, it's going to be, it'll be a little different, let's say, but it'll still just be us getting together every Wednesday to uh, tackle life's mysteries. And you heard, these are all pretty good readings here. People are on the right track. And I, I told you, my theory, I've been telling you this for years now. My theory is that people get so many good readings because really horrible readings only happen in bad movies anyway. But we get good readings because uh, the people who uh, uh, call are aware of the situations in their life and they're asking for help and they understand that they may need some help deciding some things and they want as much information as possible. So uh, you're already on your way towards success by doing that. So that's good. I mean, try doing a reading for somebody who says, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, you know, I don't know why I'm reading for you then is the answer, right? So there you go well we've come to the end so i will remind you now that uh, mojoacademy.org has an abundance of wonderful books and uh, audio and video there that will change your life i also i, I highly recommend uh, the book uh, hunches I, I i haven't talked about that in a while it's the best book i've ever seen about developing psychic abilities and you can find that at mojoacademy.org. For the rest of the stuff that I do, it's magic-works.com, M-A-G-I-C-K-works.com. And uh, there's, oh, a uh, hundred and something pages of information there on everything magical and more coming all the time. So uh, take a look there and maybe I will hear from you off the air at asktarot@earthlink.net. Until next week. This is Reverend Elliot reminding you that time flies. It's up to you to be the navigator. Bye-bye now. <laughs>